you, you want to see something really scary? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 158 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And we are back with a brand new episode that hopefully, fingers crossed, doesn't sound like shit. That last one sounded better than I, like, you You set my bar really low, so I was like, oh no, this is going to be terrible. Oh, it wasn't, I... It wasn't as bad as I, as I, as you had made me expect. Sure, but I, I did a lot of work. <laughs> Oh, really? It sound like that. Yeah, like, I don't... So, like, what happened was we recorded on Zoom and thought that was going to sound fine because you record Want to Watch Wrestling over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, Bob from City of Geeks' uh, Worst Movie Ever, or Worst Movie of the Year podcast. He, we did that over Zoom. Both of those sound fine. So I don't know what the fuck happened to ours, but it sounded like garbage. Um, and so you actually went back and <laughs> re-recorded. I ADR'd your, the whole episode. Yeah, the whole fucking episode. And I tried to do the same thing, and I got about 20 minutes in, and just like, you know what? If I have to do this and then edit it, it's like I'm not going to have time. The oh, so you didn't actually out. do it? No, I started, but like, it, it came to a point where it's like, okay, do I continue to do this? Or do I just use what I have and get the show out sooner? Um, so I, I just shit canned it and just used what I had, um, but oh. did a lot of cleanup. Um, like I had to do a lot of like noise removal and, and balancing and stuff. And I, I don't, like I said, I was telling you before, like on your track, um, I guess you're sitting next to an open window or close to an open window their ear place and like everything that happened outside, it sounded like it was happening right next to you. And so like every time a car drove by, every time somebody outside was talking or a dog was barking or something like I had, to, Oh, and I, I was cheese out in the living room watching TV. Probably. Yeah. It, like I have to assume, uh, Suka probably came in, <laughs> knocked the door open. Yep. And when that happened, like the TV just got so loud, <laughs> like, all right, well I got to kick that back. So basically, every time when you weren't talking, I had to go back and like get rid of all the background noise. So it took me like three days to edit. <laughs> yeah, you guys may have noticed it was over a week late. Now you know why. Yeah, but this one should hopefully be on time. Yeah, we uh, we're uh, back to our our old setup of just recording ourselves on our own individual computers. Yeah, we are still since... still in isolation. Yeah, yeah, we were hoping this was going to be our. Uh, our big return to, to normal, but just uh, it's not working out that way. Our stay-at-home order as of right now still goes to May 31st, um, but I think we talked in the last episode. We've got like a four-phase reintroduction 
thing here in, in Washington. Um, I think some places are on phase two right now. Yeah, the counties of like 17 people and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, what was it like? They had to have like is it seven days with no new cases or something like that. Is that what it is? I think so. I saw we had we had a day with no new cases like in the state. Or maybe it was no new deaths. But still. Well, that's progress. Victory, yeah. <laughs> yeah, phase two starts uh, June 1st, hopefully. Yeah, If, we'll if the numbers allow it. But anyway, so what's new? Uh, not much. Today was supposed to be a whack show. That's obviously not happening. Right. We were supposed to have Hornswoggle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, I think you told me about that. Yeah, because we were talking. I said you should ask him why. Or, or you should ask him uh, why Leprechaun suck, or Leprechaun Origin sucks oh, so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was and supposed that, to be today. Womp womp. Sad day. Sad trombone. Do you guys yeah, get the, you, like, the 8 o'clock hooting and hollering down there? What do you mean? Every night at 8 o'clock, people go outside and just start screaming and yelling and it's supposed to be like a thank you to first responders and medical workers and stuff. No, I live in the suburbs. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if it, had, <laughs> if it had made its way to the suburbs or not or if it was still just a city thing. But um, there's a guy, I think he's a block over, who has either a trombone or a tuba. And every night he's out there just <laughs> not playing anything. Just <laughs> obnoxious bastard. <laughs> it only goes Maybe on for like 30 of... seconds, so it's fine. Maybe he's part of that group where people just walking up and down the street just playing noise. You mean Chaotic Noise? That band from Capitol Hill that just would walk around and yeah, yeah. do it, shows outside my apartment? Yeah. I love Maybe he's guys. a member of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, not much going on here either. Um, I mean, it's like I, every day is the same. Like, I seriously have lost track. I was, I was doing a pretty good job for a while, just keeping track of time. You know, I, I knew what day it was and, you know, I knew, you know, when things were coming or going. Uh, but now it's like I've, I've gotten to a point where I've just lost track. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you wake up on Saturday and you're like, do I work today? No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like it's going to be really different... weird having uh, Memorial Day off. Oh, do, do you not usually have Memorial Day off? I do. It's just going to be weird, like, waking up on a Monday and having absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I took time off of work a uh, uh, week before last. I took three days off, not because I wanted to necessarily, but because I needed, I had a, a bunch of PTO and like I, I was capped out on my PTO balance because, and so like I wasn't going to earn any more until I burned some. So I just burned three days of PTO just because, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I just sat around, did nothing. <laughs> Actually, so I, I did go mow the lawn, so I got, got that done, but, um. Yeah, aside from that, I just pretty much sat around all day and did nothing. Yeah. But it's like I didn't realize how much time work was – or how how work was just 
keeping me occupied. Right. But anyway. Well, hopefully we can get back to some semblance of normal in the coming months. Yeah, I hope so. Um, we were we were supposed to do that uh, Hell Omega tour. Oh but, yeah, uh, it's a Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout oh. Boy. Oh, okay. We were supposed to go to that is in July, and it, we just got notice. I think it was yesterday, the day before, uh, that it's been postponed. I'm surprised no. it took them this long. Yeah, same here. Like I. I I had kind of forgotten about it, and actually earlier in the week, I just started poking around. I don't even really know what made me think of it, but I started poking around, trying to find out if anything had been postponed, and I found out that the European lake had already been postponed, but nothing about the U.S. dates. Um, But then my wife, who bought the tickets, got an email from Ticketmaster saying that it had been. So, but no, no refunds. Just it's postponed, so you, you'll you'll still come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still waiting to find out what's happening with like our MLS season tickets because they haven't canceled the season yet. They haven't canceled any games technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When is it that you that they're talking about allowing large uh, like like concerts and stuff? Is it? Uh, is I want to say it's Jul- September. Is it September? Because that would be phase four, which I think is like late August. Early September, so yeah. Do you guys have any? Go go ahead. Go ahead. Do you guys have any whack dates planned at at this point? Not not as not as of now. I think the the hope is that September will be our first month back, but we don't have any dates yet. Or are you just going to start with the one you missed, or are you going to pick up on the relative months? I mean, show. I, I well. The show's going to be called Wax Streets Back. <laughs> I already know that much. Um, <laughs> as far as like who we book and stuff, it, it just you know it depends on people's schedules and stuff, like who we can. Because I, I mean, obviously, right now everybody's schedule is open, but right, who we can get to first. There's going to be you know some matches that we had booked that we that we know we can get because they're local guys and stuff. So mm-hmm. we still have to crown our tag team champions. So that match is going to happen at our first show back. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Neat. It's that Rona life, you know? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, since we don't have anything interesting of a personal nature to talk about, why don't we just thank some people for our show? Let's right? do that. Okay. Well, over on Patreon, our gravediggers help support this show financially. Uh, it's not an expensive show that we run here, but it does cost money. Um, and, you know, better your pocket than ours. Yeah, Tony was uh, just talking earlier about how he needs money so he doesn't have to put stuff on his credit card so he can refinance his mortgage. So Yeah. Give us money. <laughs> buy us, buy me a new laptop so I can make better recordings. Uh, and I can edit those videos <laughs> more efficiently. <laughs> Um, but uh, we do want to thank Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, and our brand spanking new, newly minted uh, gravedigger, Bob Voorhees. No so, relation. Uh, no relation to the famed serial killer, Pamela. Bob Voorhees. <laughs> Pamela. 
Uh, so thank you very much, guys, uh, for all of your support and, uh, you know, money. Stuff. <laughs> Taylor, if anybody else wants to help us out, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. You can get perks for as little as $1, although the more you give, you might actually get things. Uh, like five dollars get your name in the show ten dollars will get will send you a personalized video thank you different other fun things uh up to one hundred dollars which will get you a tattoo of a fat unicorn right on my ass on the keister closer to the hey, hole hey. sir <laughs> and uh hey tattoo shops are supposed to open up again here pretty soon I, yeah I imagine it's gonna be appointment only though right Oh well, yeah. You know, they're probably not going to take walk-ins, right? And I, I was reading over some of the um, uh, restrictions, like because uh, I mean, like tattoo shops, hair salons, and barbers, and you know, things of that nature. Um, they've kind of fallen under the same rules and guidelines, um, and yeah, they're pretty strict about how things need to be run. Um, but yeah, I saw. A Matt posted on Facebook so last week, I think. Um, just, you know, obviously excited about the prospect of opening up again. So. <laughs> obviously. I'll be happy when when, uh, when barbers open up, too, because this, this is out of control. You can just do one of these things here. I, I could. <laughs> I, I could do that. <laughs> the cheese was like, I could just, like, give you a buzz cut. And I was like, with what? Because, like, my beard trimmer is not going to get that job done. Oh, right. I guess it's like I've had hair clippers for so long that now it's just like, oh, yeah, everybody's got hair clippers. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Go buy some. Got a drugstore downstairs. That's true. Anyway. um, Patreon. Yay. Bring money. (laughs) All right. Well you have anything else you want to talk about before we just jump into things? I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's go right into horror business. That's how the song goes. Oh, Bill and Ted 3 could go straight to digital? Okay. All right, all right. <coughs> That's too bad, but... You know, I never thought I'd miss going to a theater to see a movie. It's true. I've, I've been missing that lately. It's like, not that there are any movies to see. When, when they I... announced that uh, New Mutants was... Like, the new uh, release date was, was in August, I was like, well, that's fucking bold. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it's like you're just setting think, it up to be uh, moved again. <laughs> Maybe it's like, uh, um, God, I can't think of an example, but it's just like a placeholder, just so like it doesn't get forgotten. Yeah, and it's like, uh, like if you got like a stack of papers, but there's one thing important in there, you just keep moving that one important thing to the top. <laughs> Just like okay, just so I know where it is. I mean, they could have been like, "Yeah, it's good. It's gonna come out in March of 21. 
Just give themselves a buffer. Um, yeah, I mean, setting a, th- a, re- a premiere date right now is like why you. It's bother? a crapshoot. Yeah. And it's like even after, and I think this is the general problem that we're faced with in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just like even when things start to open again, like when are you actually going to feel comfortable doing that? Like if theaters were to open, you know, in phase four, um, you know, would I actually feel comfortable going and sitting in a, in a basically a hot box with hundreds of other people? I mean, actually, they'd probably sell like you know fifty percent capacity or something like that. Right. But even still, it's like I'm not gonna feel all that comfortable. Do you see? Apparently, Amazon's talking about buying AMC. Oh, I, I saw that AMC was um, what filing bankruptcy or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah apparently, no, Amazon's talking about buying them, and I was like, "Well, that'll change their streaming viewpoint." <laughs> Yeah. Available in theaters and on Prime Video. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's talk about some real world horror, huh? Is any of that staying in? Yeah, why not? Plus, <laughs> for me to cut out. <laughs> well, uh, so we're going to take a trip over to Indonesia. Uh, I think it's a predominantly Catholic country, um, kind of like uh, kind of like how the Philippines is. Philippines is mostly Catholic, and <clears throat> but um, apparently so it's eighty-seven percent Muslim. No shit. As of two thousand ten census. Well, fuck me. Seven percent Protestant. Three percent Catholic. Interesting. I would have not. I would not have guessed that. I. I figured they were mostly cat, or you know, Catholic, Christian, whatever. Anyway, um. Either way, we uh, some video recently came out uh, from a funeral, uh, and it was presumably a, a Christian funeral, right? I mean, looked like one. I don't. I don't really know what the difference is. I, I guess that's true. The only. I guess the, only, just... the only one I really know that's different is a Viking funeral. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I don't know. In my head, I feel like I'm picturing like a. Yeah, there was a a cross on the coffin, so it must have been at least some sort of Christian ceremony. Yeah, and there was a priest. So. Okay. So yeah, it's a Catholic, like likely. Um. Likely. Likely. Uh, okay, so some video came out from this uh, funeral because you know who doesn't record their funeral or a funeral? <laughs> if they recorded their own funeral, that'd be a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, some video came out that uh, shows you know friends and family, uh, the bereaved, if you will, uh, gathering around the actual burial plot, the grave plot. Ah. Uh, uh, like us, that's us. Drink. <laughs> um, and you know the the priest is standing there reading reading the prayers, you know, um, as you do in a funeral. Um, and I think I don't know if the person was already in 
like in the uh, the hole or being lowered. Yeah, they were um, they were in the in the in the ground already. Okay, but strange thing occurred. The camera zoomed in on the coffin, which had a, a glass window in it, um, where you could see the the deceased, uh, and suddenly you see what looks an awful lot like a hand being pressed up against the glass. It kind of just looks like they just kind of go, hey. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. It's weird. It's weird stuff. It's quite weird. Like... I'm a I'm a I'm a rationalist. Like I find the simplest explanation for things. I don't like I don't I don't believe in ghosts or monsters or anything like that. Like I have or I try to think of the most logical scientific reason that something may have occurred. I have no guess on this. I mean rigor mortis seems like the, the obvious guess, but I just can't picture rigor mortis making someone's hand go all the way up here. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you'd think that the hands, if anything, were either at the yeah, side or or crossed over the chest. So it's like the hand would have to come up and turn. Right. And press against the glass. So that'd be some interesting rigor mortis. With, without especially... getting the top of the box, too. It would, hmm? have to come, it would have to be like this without, because if it goes, if it, if it like went out, it would hit the top of the coffin. Yeah. So it'd have to move uh, this way. And like I mean, the the video is not great quality. Um, I mean, it was it was it was already what maybe looked like a cell phone video, and then when you zoom in, you know, on on a cell phone, the the quality gets worse. Um, but it, it looked like the the palm side of a hand, yeah, rather for sure. than the back. So I mean, like I would say, like maybe it could have gone like this or something, but it, it pretty clearly looked like the palm. Um, either way, uh, so like I said, this came from Manado, North Sulawesi, Indonesia on May 5th, uh, during the service, the priest is heard saying, God has said in the book of John, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, he will live even through, or sorry, whoever believes in me, he will live even though he is dead. Uh, that was the cue for the zombie. (laughs) <laughs> to be like he's talking about me wouldn't that just be fitting just, that's me guys right now <laughs> no shit like what's what's next we've already had fucking murder hornets why not zombies yeah first you got the pandemic then you got the murder hornets then you get the zombies that's how things go <laughs> yeah you've seen movies Uh, yes, he waved. Maybe he was still alive and trying to dig his way out, one person reportedly wrote. I mean, one would hope not. Uh, but, I mean... I mean, he wasn't buried yet, so I, I being, him being alive would have been better? Because you're not burying him alive. You almost buried I, him alive, but... I, I feel like if he was alive... We would have heard about that by now. I also feel like if he was alive, he would do more than just 
Yeah. It would be like, oh my god, fucking let me out! (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, like I, ha- I have no logical explanation other than him being alive. But that's not exactly logical. Yeah, because typically when somebody dies, you don't really bury them that day or the or even the next day. And I don't know how things work in Indonesia, but at least here in the states, most people are embalmed unless re- like specifically requested otherwise, right? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. The fact the idea of him being still alive seems a little far fetched. But again, I don't know how things work in Indonesia. Um So yeah, I have no I have no rational explanation for this. I think it's time we all just start adopting the Shroot family funerals where you just put two buckshots in them before you bury him. <laughs> just a double tap. Yep. I mean, you know, once the zombie apocalypse starts, that's how, that's how we're going to have to do it. Fucking A. It's like, like on The Walking Dead. Like yeah. if somebody just dies of natural like causes. Yeah. Um, By the way, before anyone asks, we're not watching that fucking Corona Zombies movie. Oh, no. Awful. Awful. Poor, poor taste. Yeah. Too soon. And plus, it's full moon. And I mean... As much as I love Full Moon, they haven't put out a good movie in, like, over a decade. Probably true. Anyway. Anything else to add? No. Okay. Zombies, guys. Look out. Take me to church, So as many of you have probably heard on the show, Tony and I were big fans of Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep adaptation. Big fans. Huge fans. Huge. Huge. The biggest fans. We thought it was tremendous. Uh, We were also fans of Mike Flanagan's Gerald's Game uh, adaptation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, sounds like Mike Flanagan is going to be adapting another Stephen King property. Revival. Oh. Have you read Revival? I have not read Revival. Do you read I, Sutter Kane? Like, what? Do you read Sutter Kane? <laughs> I feel like we've talked about Revival on the show. Was it just that the book had come out? Was that? Maybe. It's possible. Sounds like a thing we'd talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King makes kind of a lot of books. He does, yeah. He's, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know, because this was originally published in 2014. So maybe we just talked about it being optioned or something? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the novel centered on a relationship between a heroin-addicted musician and a dubious faith healer with a hidden agenda, with the minister obsessed with trying to find a way to communicate with his departed wife and child, but accidentally tapping into a Lovecraftian horror. Lovecraftian, huh? Lovecraftian, which is a word that's getting thrown around way too much these days. Oh, so much. Everything with like, monsters is suddenly Lovecraftian. Yeah, that's that's not how that works. No. Uh, Flanagan's currently attached to pen the script over at Warner Brothers. 
And he also has the option to step into the director's chair, which I, for one, hope that he takes. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. Oh, this is probably what we talked about. A film adaptation was previously in the works at Universal with our old buddy Josh Boone. Ugh. Speaking of New Mutants. Set to write and direct um, while he was working on The Stand. Which, speaking Got of it. The Stand and Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan is going to have a new podcast about The Stand. Like, what? What is he going to talk about? Like, The Stand and, like, characters and stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, Compelling. I, I don't know if it's about the book or about the new series or the original series or... I just I saw hmm. it in passing. All right then. I mean, I more when Josh Boone was just like the guy that was going to make all the Stephen King movies, for and we whatever like, reason, he was like, "Yeah, why? I made Fault in My Stars, so I'm qualified." <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. More Flanagan is always good with me. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gushed over him enough on this show, so I don't. I don't want to go down that road again, but I don't go down that road. (laughs) You don't want to go down that road. Um, But uh, yeah, I think we've liked, liked everything we've seen of his. Yeah. A lot of people Um, didn't like Oculus, but we did. So a lot of people didn't like Oculus. Um, A lot of people didn't like uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House either. Um, I never finished that. Uh, it, it took me a while. I had to keep going back to it. Um, just because some of the episodes really just dragged. Yeah. Um, I started watching and, it on an airplane, so I think that was part of it, too. Is that once I got off the airplane, I didn't have the the wherewithal or the desire to go back and keep watching. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people that didn't like it uh, were people that we're like big fans of the book and so they're just like real you know sticklers precious yeah um anyway well i mean there's always going to be the people like that with any book so there's probably going to be people like that with this yeah um i don't know i I feel like uh there's more leeway with Stephen King's newer books because people haven't grown up reading them, you know, and you know, been big fans of them for years and years. Things like The Shining or It. That's true. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, you know, again, there's not um, original material or like, you know, there's not the original, like, there's the original Shining, and then there's the original It miniseries. There's not that kind of comparison for these this newer stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of maybe safer territory. It's true. And I mean, you know, his stuff is getting optioned off before it's done at this point, so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's it. That's the story. Obviously, there's no word on casting anything yet because they can't make movies right now but right (laughs) which is just killing me because there are movies out there that i've been like waiting on that are just getting delayed now actually not just movies but tv shows too 
Did you see uh, Edgar Wright's new one got pushed? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, fuck a duck. Yeah. I know that uh, um, the Terrifier 2 was... Oh, yeah. Like, moving along real... Like, at a real good pace, and then... I don't know if they were, like, almost done or just, you know, more than halfway done or something, but, you know, kind of the, the finish line was in sight and then it all started happening and now they're, uh, you know, on the blocks, so to speak. Um, so I see, like, I see, I see, like, Damien, he's still doing stuff as much as he can, you know, prepping special effects and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm always seeing David post about how he wishes he could get back to work and that kind of stuff. So that's a bummer. Quite. <clears throat> cool. Well, let's, let's uh, keep on trucking, huh? So a while back we talked about the movie Ghoulies. This is our Little Monsters episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but we didn't talk about Little Monsters. No. I wish we would have talked about Little Monsters. It would have been better in those it, fucking movies. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I had honestly never seen Ghoulies before. And, you know, just like I just assumed it's like, oh, it's got to at least have some merit to it because people love it because yeah it's got this cult following yeah and then i watch it and it's like one of the worst things i've ever seen (laughs) and i've seen a lot of shit guys (laughs) but um original creators or the original creators of the ghoulies uh series or you know film series franchise better franchise shane douglas God. Uh, uh, they're, apparently, they're talking with Sony, trying to get them um, interested in doing a reboot of the franchise. Apparently, director and co-writer Luca Bercovici and producer and co-writer Jeffrey Levy are trying to get Sony to allow them to reboot the Ghoulies franchise with a brand new movie. Uh, apparently there's a change.org petition in circulation. Um, currently, change currently as of, uh, the hell, what the fuck is today? <laughs> May uh, 17th, 17th. It has 378 signatures. So clearly it's a very <laughs> hotly desired, uh, property here. Yeah, Sony, when and, contacted, said, "Who is this? How'd you get this number?" <laughs> and isn't wasn't Change.org? Wasn't that started by the Obama administration to like start petitions to enact like political change and that kind of stuff? Yeah, because if it, or is if it, it something gets, else? No, I think I think that is Change.org, and it, if it gets to a certain number of signatures, it goes to the White House, and they like are legally required to look at it or something. Yeah. I mean, I really doubt that anything like that has occurred since Trump took office. But um, 
yeah, it's it's turned into the site that's just like bring back Teddy Grahams. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I was gonna say bring back lime skittles, but I think they already did that, right? I don't know. Anyway, you get the idea. Reboot Alf. <laughs> it's not what this is for. <laughs> but you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't tarnish the good name of Gordon Shumway. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the petition reads, uh, Berkovici, uh and Levy are urging fans to climb the porcelain throne and support the Ghoulies reboot campaign in order to show Sony that audiences want a new entry in the series, which originally ran from 1985 to 1994. I think that's like making it sound sound more grand than it actually was, because <laughs> there was a total of like three movies, right? Uh, was it four. I think which one was Ghoulies Go to College? Was that three? I don't remember. Um, let's see. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. Um. But yeah, it's like there there weren't there weren't ten movies. Like don't <laughs> don't make okay. So Ghoulies Go to College was part three, but then there was also a part four. There was a part four. Okay, yes. so four movies in re, you know, what, let, let's say a decade. Um, and it's like not not one of them was worth watching. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, Ghoulies transcended its original generation. Did it? And was embraced by the, and it was embraced by the following generation. Did it, or was it? Uh, who loved the weirdly strange and goofy world of the Ghoulies? The cult of Ghoulies has grown legion over the deck. Legion, legion, Tony. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> they're fucking exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this legion of uh, sorry has grown legion over the decades. This legion of old fans and a whole new generation of new fans crave for a new ghoulies for the new millennium, says Berkovici. All three hundred and seventy-two of them. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think three hundred and seventy-two people qualifies as legion. When did this? Uh, um, when did this petition start? I would wonder. Five days ago. So 372 in five days. Okay. Well, I mean, there's obviously still potential for growth, but. But I mean, usually petitions spike right at the beginning and then they kind of reverse bell curve. That's true. Um, Also, they say this thing where they climb the porcelain throne. We talked about this when we reviewed it. But it's like, you know, this, this famous imagery of this ghoulie coming out of the toilet. And that's. Yeah, it's in the movie, but it's that's literally it. It's he pops up out of a toilet. That's it. There's yeah. there's nothing to toilets as part of the movie. <laughs> no, it's it's not a thing. It's not like they live in the sewers and pop up out of toilets. No, there was one ghoulie in a toilet at one point. Right. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna check Twitter. I'm gonna check 
Are you checking this Ghoulies reboot hashtag? Yep. Hashtag Ghoulies reboot. He's typing loudly so you guys know he's legit. Can you hear it really well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This is a very loud keyboard. But I got to add re- realism, you know. Uh, right. Is that it? Anything? There's like... So, you know how, like, if you keep scrolling down on Twitter, like, the feed will refresh and it'll add new tweets to the bottom? Or older tweets to the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) I just scrolled down. I don't know. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen total tweets. Boy, this this is a hot, hot button, hot item right now. (laughs) Let me tell you. Yeah, I think he, I think uh, Berkovici and Levy are kind of overselling things. A little bit. Also, I just saw Bill Murray was trending and got really scared. Uh oh. Oh, Fred Willard died. Yeah, R.I.P. Fred Willard. That's some fucking shit right there. And Lynn Shelton, who is a local, well, originally local director. Who I admittedly am not terribly familiar with, but I know she was a big part of the independent, uh, not just independent film community, but especially the Seattle independent film community. Um, so, yeah, died the same day as Fred Willard, right? I believe so. And it must have happened quickly, too. She apparently had some complications with a blood disease. Yeah. But... You know, she was Mark Marin's girlfriend, and I was looked at both of their Twitters, and from what I could tell, I mean, I know Marin's really active on Twitter, um, and from what I could tell, she was pretty active too, and then, like, whatever day it was that she died, both of their tweets, their last tweets were, like, two days before. Oh, wow. Sorry. So, sorry. I was looking a day after she died. And so, like, their their last tweets were that, the day before she died. Wow. So, it must have come on very quickly. Anyway. So, uh, I mean, I know there's some Ghoulies fans out there. I'm not going to begrudge you. <laughs> I'm not going to ghoulie shame you. <clears throat> I just don't understand why. But, if this is something you want, then uh, we'll put this... Uh, petition in the show notes and you can go show your support or something and use hashtag ghoulies reboot on twitter you can be the 14th tweet (laughs) mr crowley what went on in your head So I'll tell you what franchise Tony and I did enjoy to varying degrees, and that's the Hatchet franchise. Yes, sir. Hatchet 4 was, uh, it's okay. That's just Victor Crowley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, not I don't the, know. Not the strongest, but not the weakest, in my opinion. Uh, I would say it was the weakest. 
Yeah, well, personally. nobody asked you, so. <laughs> um, while speaking with Horror Channel, director Adam Green said, given the success of Victor Crowley, it's a safe bet that we'll be seeing the Bayou Butcher paint the screen red again. Awesome. Uh, for those of you that don't know, like part four was a, a complete surprise. He filmed the whole thing in secret, and he, he was having this big uh, tenure or whatever uh, screening. And he was like, you know, we're going to do, I'm going to invite all my celebrity friends to come watch Hatchet for its 10 year anniversary or whatever it was. And then they got there and he was like, just kidding. We're going to watch Victor Crowley. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, I considered us pretty big fans of his that followed his work pretty closely. And like, even for us, just like completely out of nowhere. Yeah. So he did actually film this completely in secret. Um, and you know, after it was revealed, he, he made point to say, yeah, I filmed this in secret. Yeah. But obviously with a part five, he's just like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. Oh yeah. No secrets this time. Uh, He goes on to say one of the aspects of the original trilogy that I am most proud of is that the films fit together as one cohesive story, always starting on the very frame that the previous entry ended on. So just like out. That was always a nice touch. Yeah. So just like how I had the original trilogy plotted out before we ever shot a frame of the first film, I had several films plotted out before I started shooting Victor Crowley as well. That's something he definitely got from Halloween. Like, we we know Adam Green is a huge Halloween fan, so that's definitely mm-hmm. something he took from that franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. Um, yeah, I mean, something I always appreciated about the whole Hatchet series was that it's just like is completely unashamed of just being a total splatter fest. Oh yeah. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Green continues. The biggest reason that the hatchet series has remained so strong over the years is that the same key people have been involved with the making of each film. That is incredibly rare in this genre. We also don't rush out sequels like they're being mass produced on a conveyor belt. And my crew and I only come back to the series when we are all truly ready to do so. The secret to how we have money to do so. Well, that's a big part of it. That's that's the part he leaves out. <laughs> the secret to how we've been able to fall back in love with Victor Crowley all over again each time is that we've always put a few years of working on other projects in between make, making Hatchet sequels. What has he made? Uh, I got nothing. Yeah, I tell you, I don't think he's made anything. I think he's he's, he's just shit. talked about remake, uh, bringing back Holliston for five years. <laughs> Which we've just accepted is that that's never going to happen. No, there's there's no season three. I, I would no. love it if there were, but it doesn't look bloody likely. No, I mean, like, I don't really know what he's doing, but Joe Lynch, he's a family man. Um, and, uh, uh, Holy shit, I'm forgetting all their names. The two the two ladies. Uh, <laughs> I can't uh, their names. Uh, Laura Ortiz and uh, the, the other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> but I know they're both married. Um, <clears throat> I, they might both have kids at this point. I don't really know. I know one of them does. The blonde one. <laughs> name we cannot think of. He did bring back uh, a scary sleepover, so that's a thing. 
Did that ever go away? Yeah. Corey English. Ah. It's okay. Her... Is her name... Her name's Corey in the show, too? Yeah. Okay. That's what was throwing me off. It's like, okay, I'm thinking Corey, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um... Cool. So, uh, as anyway. far as far as the plot for Hatchet Five, uh, back when he made Victor Crowley, he said that if there was a fifth one, Victor Crowley will be leaving the swamp. Can't say anything more yet, but I purposely brought him back in this new film in a way where the rules have slightly changed. So Crowley takes Manhattan. <laughs> let's let's hope not, <laughs> <laughs> or hope it's better if he does. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily Manhattan, necessarily, but like... Crowley takes Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. Get rid of all the hipster scum. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just like, you know, Jason Tank's Manhattan was a fucking shit show. Just like, so dumb, like every single moment of it. I just hope that this does not follow that suit. <laughs> I hope he just goes to Mardi Gras and just lays waste to all the... I could see that being interesting. Yeah. I could be on board for that. Because it does take place Especially in, in Louisiana. It... Right. Um, and uh, it's uh, not... Like, we went on a swamp tour down there, and the place we went was not too far from Honey Island Swamp. And that's not very far from the place we went is not very far from New Orleans. So it's feasible that he, yeah, he could just make it back to, uh, um, uh, Mardi Gras. Thank you. (laughs) I was seriously contemplating taking a nap before we started recording, (laughs) but I think my brain's following firing on all cylinders right now. Anyway, Anyway, so Hatchet um, 5 is uh, inevitable, according to Adam Green. Yeah, I mean, I'm game. I like I didn't care for Victor Crowley all that much, but I'm still game for another Crowley movie. Yeah. It's still got still got gas in the tank, if you ask me. I mean, you still watched Jason 9, and even after that, you watched Jason X. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yep. Is that it? That's it. All right. I'm going to bend down here all the hell. I'm going to bend down here all the hell. I'm going to bend down here all the hell. I'm going to yawn from bad damn you. Hell. I'll do a back to double kick. I'll put you So here's a name that you guys probably never expected to hear on this show. In the context of horror. Rupert Murdoch. John. What? Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Sure. Yeah, curveball. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme is set to star in The Legend of Johnny Jones. Of Street Fighter fame? <laughs> yes. Him. Lieutenant Guile himself. Um, <clears throat> uh... It's going to be a horror project that will put him again or pit him against a character from the filmmakers. Wait, what? 
Pit him against a character the filmmakers are aiming to make the next slasher icon. Okay, well, good luck. Um, I, I wonder if when they made Friday the 13th, and when they made, well, specifically Friday the 13th Part 2, or when they made Nightmare on Elm Street, where they like, we're going to make the next big slasher icon. No. I, I, I feel like everyone always says that now, and it's like, yeah, you're not going to do that. It's like, I feel like Wes Craven didn't set out to make a slasher. I think he had a very specific thing in mind where he wanted Freddy to be just a nightmare, not a slasher, as yeah. it's considered now. I mean, we, we, we know at this point that Friday the 13th and, you know, Jason, you know, from Friday the 13th on, or Friday the 13th 2 and on was a direct ripoff and, you know, inspired by and ripped off from Texas Chainsaw and Halloween. They're just basically trying to cash in on that, uh, you know, that, that wave, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think the term slasher was not something that was on their minds. Right. Um, because that, I, don't, I think it wasn't really a thing at that point. I just feel like um, you, you always hear this now where these people are like, I'm going to make the next big slasher icon. And it's like, if that's yeah. what you're setting out to do, then you're, you've already failed. You know who I want the next slasher icon to be? Leslie Vernon. Leslie Vernon. <laughs> but, you know, we're still waiting. Still waiting. Paradise Lost. Still haven't found it. Found it. <laughs> Uh, Massa Milano Churchy will be directing the film from a screenplay by Matthew Ghost Clark. That he gave himself that nickname, probably. Yeah. Nobody just said, "Hey, man, you're like a ghost." He's like, "Yeah, that's catchy. I'm gonna use that." <laughs> man, you're pale as shit. <laughs> he probably just showed up one day. He's like, "Hey, call me call ghost. me ghost." Everybody right, calls call me, me T Bone. I'm not gonna call you T Bone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's set in the housing projects in New Jersey, so New Jersey, like, a likely place for John Claude to live. Um, uh, as a young, or sorry, set in the housing projects of New Jersey, a young Johnny Jones, uh, played by Robert Creighton, uh, has only known poverty and abuse his entire life. Pushed to the edge, Johnny Jones suffers a mental breakdown and goes on a killing spree like none other in history leaving a wake of death and carnage wherever he goes. As tensions and murder continue to get worse, the city calls Detective Kuchin. It's a terrible name. Probably Kutchin. Probably doesn't have a first name. Probably Kutchin. Huh? Kutchin. Kutchin? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's Kutchin. Is that... That doesn't even sound like a real name. It's that sounds like they made that, like, made that up. Like McCutchin, I've heard. Really? But not just Kutchin. Hmm. Uh, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, to take over the case and bring Johnny Jones to justice. Why, why the alliteration? That makes it sound like a cartoon, like a comic book character. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have Michael Myers, but some something about that works, you know? Yeah. I think it's the Johnny, Johnny Jones. what doesn't work. Yeah. Johnny Jones. It just sounds like a fake name. 
Yeah. <laughs> like there, there's no panache behind that. Also, wasn't Snoop Dogg's character in Bones Johnny Bones? Yep. That's it's too close. Wait, was it Johnny or Jimmy? Oh, it might have been Jimmy. I think you're right, it was Jimmy. Um Coming from Angry Troll Studios, which is a company named in honor of Clark's mentor and friend, special effects legend and troll director, John Carl Buchler. Okay, hang on a Buckler. second. This guy's mentor was the director of Troll. <laughs> uh, like, have you have you even seen Troll? Yes. Really? Okay. Uh, I think I've started it, and like it's. Everybody says that Troll Two is so bad, but it's kind of got this kitsch to it. You know, it's it's. It's got this cult following because it's so bad. Right. Troll is bad, but it doesn't have that same um, watchability for being bad that Troll 2 does. So it's just in this like dead zone of just being a shitty movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was like 12 or 13. And I'll give you oh, okay. one guess as to who made me watch that. Your mom. No. Oh, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, co-stars will include boy Danny Trejo of course (laughs) did you uh, you see the thing on SNL the the Danny Trejo bounce no Pete Davidson did a whole song about Danny Trejo (laughs) okay handle mustache handlebar mustache like Danny Trejo. Uh, Hercules himself, Kevin Sorbo. Disappointed! (laughs) Michael Pare. uh, Costas Mandalore. Tom (laughs) Arnold. Clifton Powell. Siren Mistfall. That sounds like a porn name. Uh, and Misha Renee. I don't know who several of those people are. Um, so, uh, if this one doesn't uh, catch your favor, The Legend of Johnny Jones is actually only one of three franchises being developed by Angry Troll. The other two are horror franchises that is, fr- horror franchises that will begin with a film titled Detour 95 and an action franchise that will begin this sh- uh, begin with The Street Avenger. <laughs> the Street Avenger. <laughs> These sound like exploitation films. <laughs> they sound like yeah, They're like Made in a Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the plan is that the Johnny Jones Detour 95 plan is that Johnny Jones, Detour 95, and the Street Avengers franchises will each have three films. Then there will be an epic crossover film. (laughs) Where all the characters collide. They're like, hey, we should team up. You know, if nothing else, I can't fault these guys for a lack of ambition. (laughs) Right? They know what they want, and they know... How to get there, maybe. 
One can assume. <laughs> but do they have the money to get there? <laughs> money? Who needs money? John Claude Van heart. Damme. <laughs> um, let's see. The crossovers start in the Lenny... Uh, Lenny. <laughs> the Lenny of Johnny Jones. The crossover starts in The Legend of Johnny Jones as the film will feature Siren Misfall as Candace, the lead character in Detour 95, and Misha Renee will go on to star, uh, go on to be the star of The Street Avenger. She will be the, the Street Avenger. She, she's the titular Street Avenger, yes. I have to look these because these names seriously sound like porn names. Siren Mistfall kind of sounds like a superhero. Or or superhero. There's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I should probably not look up a, a possible porn actress on my work computer. Oh, good call. <laughs> Wow, Siren Mistfall does not even have an IMDb page. I can't find any. Uh, I can't find anything on Google. The only thing that comes up is articles about the Legend of Johnny Jones. Right. Who was the other one? Misha Renee. Uh, yeah. Actor, the Street Avenger. <laughs> All right. Known for The Street Avenger and Detour 95, but not The Legend of Johnny Jones. Uh, so I don't know if it's the same person, but she has music. Hmm. Well, I gotta say, this, well, this seems destined for success. Oh, yeah. This has everything going ah. for it. Yeah, I mean, when you add... Uh, Kevin Sorbo <laughs> and he, when you have Kevin Sorbo and Jean-Claude Van Damme on the same screen together with Tom Arnold magic <laughs> Tom Arnold with the power of Angry Troll Studios behind it <laughs> how can you lose <laughs> we'll, we'll see we, we, I'm we, sure they'll find we, a way we will find out <laughs> all right for our final story uh horror streaming service shutter has acquired the horror comedy anthology scare package this comes from creators Aaron B. Kuntz and Cameron Burns of The Pale Door, featuring the directorial debut of Noah Segan, as well as Baron Vaughn. Noah Segan was in Knives Out? Yeah. He was one of the oh. one of the detectives. Oh. I still haven't seen it, so. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. Uh, That's what I hear. I just haven't gotten around to it 
yeah, Knives Out, uh, Dead Girl, uh, others. <laughs> and others. And Baron Vaughn <laughs> is in Grace and Frankie. Uh, other directors. I haven't watched it, but she likes it, so I know who he is. But Other directors rounding out the, the anthology are Emily Haggins of Coin Heist. Anthony Cousins of The Bloody Ballad of Squirt Reynolds. I don't know what that is, but that's an awesome fucking title. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Uh, Chris McEnroy of Bad Guy Number 2 and Death Metal. Uh, Courtney and Hillary and Duhar of Bloodline. And Aaron B. Koontz himself. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Chad, the owner of Rad Chad's Horror Emporium. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure is uh, just going to be Zach Baggins. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to call Gotta the haunted be. museum from now on. I'm going to call it Rad Chad's Horror Emporium. <laughs> uh, Chad recounts a series of bone-chilling, blood-splattered tales to illustrate the rules of the horror genre to his newest employee. Each story takes aim at different tropes, paying homage to and subverting the timeless cliches of the beloved genre with a cast that includes Noah Segan, uh, Baron Vaughn, Chase Williamson from Beyond the Gates, uh, Jocelyn DeBoer of Greener Grass, Jeremy King of Camera Obscura, wrestling legend Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Gold Dust, <laughs> Tony Trucks of SEAL Team, Han Tran from Watchmen, and others. Cool. I, I only know some of those names. You know Gold Dust. I do know Gold Dust. Uh, <clears throat> Emily Gatto Shutter. <laughs> Shutter's Blato. <laughs> Shutter's director, uh, director of global acquisitions and co-production, said in a statement, "We are delighted to introduce a new generation of horror voices in this smart, funny, gory ode to horror that is Scare Package." All right. Uh, Koontz, likewise, said in a statement, "People say this often, but we mean it. This truly is a movie made by horror fans for horror fans, and we have the tears, sweat, and forty-plus gallons of blood to prove it." So to be able to partner this love letter with Shudder was a dream come true, and hopefully can be a wild and hilarious distraction in our newly confined times. Uh, I, I believe that when he says it, because um, Shudder has been a, a good place to, to for original content that is clearly made for, by horror fans for horror fans. You know, the way God intended. Yeah. Instead of like this, you know, corporate bullshit that, you know, Sony or Universal and... Oh, you're upside down now. I was hoping it would flip. Damn it. What uh, what was the problem? Oh, my phone was dying. Oh. Um... But yeah, so, I mean, Shutter has shown itself to be like a place for original horror content that like really speaks to horror fans. It's not just like a, uh, um, you know, some kind of cash in. I mean, maybe it is my what it's cash in. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, like I said, it's not like this, you know, big budget studio, big studio shit like, you know, like James Wan and Blumhouse keep putting out, um, which is nice. It's a good haven away from that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when he, when he says that this is for horror fans, by horror fans, I, I because it's on Shutter, I, I tend to believe that. Yeah. Um, apparently this like did really well on, on the festival tour, including the Sitges Film Festival in Spain. Uh, this will be hitting Shudder in the U.S., Canada, and uh, the U.K. on June 18th. That's soon. Soon-ish. Soon. Yeah, ish. Falls in the ish category. I mean, you know, we've said it before, and we... We're, we're unapologetic shields for Shudder. They don't pay us. This is not an ad. This is not a, uh, you know, sponsored post. But Shudder is great, and it's $5 a month. And if so if you don't have it and you're a horror fan, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, it's been worth every penny. I mean, like, right now, like, Joe Bob's running every Friday. And that's great. That's, like, the best time of year on Shudder. Um, but... Even when it's not, it's like it's it's been pretty um, handy when we've been recording episodes because a lot of a lot of movies that we review are, are on Shutter. Um, and sometimes when we need and, like a last minute film, like if something you know gets pushed off a release date or something, we just go and check Shutter and we're like, oh, what's what's the latest Shutter exclusive? Yeah. So um, it's it's been helpful and uh, also it's it's just a, a great place to go. I mean, it's got. It doesn't have like the broadest selection, like you know, Amazon or Netflix or Google might. <clears throat> but um, you know, for five bucks a month, you know, you're getting, I think, probably hundreds of movies at this point. Plus, they um, got TV shows and podcasts and shit. So, yeah. That, so that's enough yeah. shilling for a company that doesn't pay us. <laughs> they could pay us. They should they pay take us. their money. Uh, cool. Well, that's going to do it for Horror Business, guys. Um, and you know what that means. Ice cream? No, no Taylor. Oh. That, that comes later. Okay. Ice cream's for closers. <laughs> no, our film reviews. All right, guys, so uh, like we always do, no surprises here. We've got two films to review. Right, Taylor? Right, sir. When we first picked these, we I don't think either of us thought that they had anything in common. No. But turns out they, they, they do because they both have like a religious bend to them. That's true. I guess I didn't really think of that. And they also both have full frontal nudity. They do? Well, one is more sidle. that's right uh okay yeah the two films we're talking about are the lodge and fangoria's new movie porno uh which one do you want to talk about taylor uh let's start with the one that will ensure that this is our most downloaded episode ever porno
You guys hear that? The science of porn is well known. The human brain, when aroused by erotic images, dumps chemicals into the bloodstream, which send the viewer into full throttle, give me more mode. No, that's right, and we may think that we're just being curious, but that will turn into an obsession. So porno, like I said, Wait, is... just 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 for reference, uh, our our current most downloaded episode is episode thirty because we called it episode triple X. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see the search results, guys. I know how people are finding us googling zombie triple X. Yeah, people are really into zombie porn. What <laughs> the fuck? Um. And like I've said before, I'm not above kink shaming. There's something wrong with you if you're into zombie porn. <laughs> um, okay, so porno, like I said, is uh, Fangoria's new movie. Uh, a while back we talked about um, Satanic Panic, which we both liked. Yeah. To varying degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is brand new. Uh, it's a Shudder... Uh, film, but not a Shutter exclusive. Yeah, I had that moment that I always have when Shutter movies pop up. I'm like, "Fuck, this is on Shutter." Yeah. <laughs> yep, same thing. It's like, God damn it all. Um. Anyway, so porno does not have a Wikipedia page for me to use as a crutch. So if I miss some plot points uh, be sure to let me know uh, but I mean in reality there's not a lot to it um, this takes place in the year 1992 <laughs> the year of our lord uh, when two movies were taking the world by fire that's not the word uh, that's by fire? Term. I don't know what that means <laughs> it doesn't mean anything it's by storm there Setting the world on fire, taking the world by storm. There it is. <laughs> uh, Encino Man and A League of Our Own. Their own. Not ours. My, my own? No, not, not yours. Us. Stop, stop trying to take things from them, Tony. <laughs> Typical man. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Trying to take their league. Um, it's not, it doesn't really specifically say where this is, just a small town somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, um, it, uh, has, uh, it, it puts off a vibe of being in like the Bible Belt, even though it was filmed in New York. 
Um, I, I got the feeling like it was supposed to be like in the South somewhere, or, you know, in Midwest or something. Um, it's not really relevant. Just that's kind of how I, the impression that I got, <clears throat> but I mean, they don't have accents or anything. I, I thought it was in California. 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 Um, I know that the theater manager had it or had a Southern accent. I guess that's kind of what threw me. Oh, anyway, but it takes place at this, uh, small two screen theater, um, in a small town. Uh, can we, uh, can we, can we real quick? I think you're, you're skipping over the opening scene here. Oh yeah. First second, first second of screen time. Just a fucking scene. Just fucking. Like hardcore fucking. I mean, you're not seeing like actual hardcore stuff. You're not seeing, you know, P and VG. But no, they got they got the magic blanket going. Right. Who has sex with a blanket on, really? It's not like that, anyways. If it's, it's not wrapped around the girl's ass. No. Especially if like you're doing like cowgirl, it makes no sense. Why no. don't you do that? One time I had blankets like over my legs in that position, and like I was like, "This is this isn't gonna work." So I like I kicked <laughs> my legs out. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So just hardcore fucking, just really giving it to her. And it's like at first you think you're watching, or you're supposed to be like watching a porno or something, but no, it's just this lady and her husband or or man friend, uh, just really working it and then you see uh what are their names um abe todd yeah todd and abe um just uh sitting outside their window yeah that's a monkey i see it um and uh todd is like man we gotta go i can't get caught doing the like i can't get in trouble again so they yeah, take again. off. I love says again. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Todd is the guy that they base Luigi from Ratatouille on. <laughs> he is just like or this Linguini. really sorry Linguini, not Luigi. Uh, he's just like this really narrow, gangly ginger with like a um, wide nose, so he looks like yeah. Linguini. <laughs> uh, so they take off, uh, and report to work at this theater like i said it's a small two-screen theater um they're showing a league of our own their own their own what i guess i'm thinking of it like in the mindset of like a player on the team like this is a league of our own you know but anyway and encino man and encino man but and you know what's pissing me off is like i love encino man it's one of my favorite movies from the 90s uh, but everybody in that movie just shits on it. They're just like, they just act like it's the worst thing ever. It's like, fuck you. It's Cino Man is awesome. <laughs> what the fuck do you know, you pieces of shit? <laughs> Fucking virgins. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> there, uh, at this theater, uh, it's run by uh, Mr. Pike, who is uh, just a real <clears throat> hard-nosed... He's a real... <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 
But he's just a real hard-nosed, Bible-thumping son of a bitch. Um, actually, he's not a real son of a bitch. He's, he seems like a nice guy, just, you know, very staunch in his Christian beliefs and is very imposing on it with, with the, the kids. Yeah, he um, runs the whole business from a very Christian perspective. They do, like, a morning prayer. Yeah, and it seems like they only show, like, PG movies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so he, he runs it with this staff of teenagers. Um, you have Abe and Todd, then you have Ricky and, Ricky. uh, <laughs> Ricky and, uh, chastity or Chaz. Um, and they all seem like they're religious too. Like it doesn't seem like it's being like forced on them or anything. Like they, yeah, but they're like those kids that you knew in school that like they went to like youth group because their parents made them go. Well, so yeah, I mean, like, Abe and Todd were just watching two people fuck in the middle of the afternoon. So right. Um, Chastity or Chaz is uh, the assistant manager, newly minted. Um, Dear Lord, please guide Chastity on her journey as assistant manager and show her that no amount of makeup can hide her love of Christ. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, yeah, they're getting ready for the night. They're um, just normal, kind of like a montage of them getting the theater ready. Um, They're all just the the usher staff. And then you have uh, Heavy Metal Jeff. Heavy Metal Jeff. Who's this straight edge, straight edge jackass projectionist? Who listens um, to hardcore punk and not heavy metal? Right. Everybody calls him heavy metal Jeff, and at one point, uh, to his dismay, yeah. At what at what point, uh, Chaz asks him why everybody calls him heavy metal Jeff, and he says nobody calls me that, but apparently everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody calls him that. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so they're getting ready for the night, and this is going to be the first night. Or no, no, sorry. So they they, they kind of skip over the, the the showing, the evening showing of of the movies. Um, and as they're kind of clearing out the houses, you know, getting everything swept up. Apparently, they have Friday Night Movie Club, where Mister Pike lets the staff just hang out and watch whatever movie they want to watch. Um, you know, whether it be. A league of their own or Encino Man. And nobody can seem to decide which one they want to watch because they don't want to they either don't want to watch a movie about female baseball baseball players and they don't seem to want to watch a movie about a caveman. Um but uh So they're closing up for the night. Mr. Pike kind of leaves everything in Chaz's hands and uh at some point, this weird, bumbling, drunken, homeless guy uh, comes into the theater and uh, goes, like, they, they catch him down at, like, just kind of meandering around down by one of the screens in, in one of the movie houses. They chase him out into the lobby, and he gets a running start or he, sorry he pulls a curtain down off of the wall and it exposes this boarded up doorway um and he gets a running start and breaks through these wooden boards 
into this old abandoned theater house. Um, so they go down there looking for him and he's kind of running around in the darkness and eventually he kind of gets away and, and leaves. Um, and you know, none of the kids know what this is. Like they, as far as they know, this is just a two house theater. Um, but there's this secret third one that's been boarded up for God knows how long. Um, everything's, you know, all the seats are wrapped in plastic and, uh, everything's dusty and, and covered up and uh they go into this room marked archive where they find just this rack of burned up it's not just film reels it's just stuff but a lot of just like film canisters which just burned film so they start looking through the what's what's left and they find this book that seems to be mostly untouched by the fire but then they also find this film reel that has seemingly not been touched at all. It just doesn't even have a scorch on it. So they decide that instead of Encino Man or A League of Their Own, they're going to check out this movie. So against Heavy Metal Jeff's wishes, they load it up and start running it. And it's just this weird... Like, I can't even really describe exactly what it is. It's definitely not a porno, um, which is which makes the name of this movie kind of a misnomer because yeah. what you're seeing is not porno. Um, no, there's a, there's a naked woman and, and a dick. There is a dick. But it's it's not like not, not only is are they not having sex, it's not even like sexualized. Right. It's it's what it is, is it appears to be uh, some kind of ritual. Yeah, some kind of satanic ritual. Um, and so... But all the kids once, think that it is porn. Because like right. one of them is like, do you think all porn- pornography is like that? Yeah, and that's the thing. They're all super Christian. Well, not, not super Christian, but there are varying degrees of Christianity among this group. Um, and, you know, and there's this thing between Chaz and Ricky where she's really into him and he was away at some kind of summer camp um, all summer and came back and like wants nothing to do with her um, saying that she, like, she's got a real thing for him and he's just not interested since he has a girlfriend Jasmine Jasmine <laughs> Jasmine um, anyway so they watch this video or this reel um, and it's this weird satanic film and heavy metal Jeff is just like nope nope he's very precious of his projector and he won't show this filth in the theater um, and uh, so he, he shuts it down and comes running back into the theater and he's like I'm not he just basically says I'm not showing this shit and then uh, everybody's like where's Todd and he's like, from up in the wild card, bitches. Wild card. And then he rolls the film again. Um, and the kids that are still in the booth are just completely entranced by what's happening. Um, and then it kind of just shuts down. But it shows like this woman and this guy in like a goat mask or a mask of some, like an animal mask of some sort. 
just doing these really weird, almost mundane things. But she's like standing there in like a like a fur and just throws it off. And she's standing there naked. And then she gets covered in blood and starts screaming. And it's just it's a weird thing. At one and then point, it zooms Todd, in on the guy's dick. Right. At one point, it's just like dick. Yeah. Um. And uh, I get one. Where what was I going to say? Fuck. I was going to say something, but I, something that Todd said, but now I can't remember what it was. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So the movie shuts down. Um, and then ju- weird stuff just starts, starts happening in the theater. Um, you know, like lights start flickering and, you know, just uh, people like they start hearing sounds and voices and, uh, come to find out that this woman in this video or in this reel has actually some she's like some kind of demon that's been awakened and now she's in the theater attacking these kids and she's she's a succubus she's a succubus yeah i mean you come to find that out later but what you said some kind of demon or jackal (laughs) is a jackal it's a jackal um there's no jackal uh that's kind of the relevant stuff um without starting to spoil it yeah you say yeah she starts haunting them and they they gotta fight back and uh they're they're they the keys mysteriously disappear so they're they're locked in the theater right and it seems like the challenge is like you know not being overcome by lust but they're a bunch of teenagers so <laughs> what do you expect? Um, so it's yeah. weird because it almost seems like preachy without meaning to be. Yeah, it, it it seems. If I didn't know better, I'd say this was like some kind of like Christian propaganda. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird because, yeah, like like you said, I mean, if it weren't for the nudity, uh, and like the gore. Um, I would think that this was a Christian, like some kind of Christian propaganda film to, you know, warn against watching porn and, you know, premarital sex and that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, it's weird because like what's going on on screen leads you to believe that it's like, you know, it's a rated R movie. Uh, and I'd say it's a, it's a pretty hard R. Um, but there's like a, this juxtaposition because it's like this. It's a bunch of these Christian kids, and so the, none of them are swearing. Yeah, <laughs> they're ex- and they're, you know, they're so- literally fighting the forces of evil. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, which was all caused by pornography. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like the language was starting to irk me, like more than it probably should have. It was just weird because, like, you know, all this shit's going on, going on on screen. But they're saying like, "What the heck?" <laughs> and you know like cheese and rice cheese and, and rice yeah but then there's one fuck at the end there are a few because one of them gets possessed and that's like all the swearing in the film is like 
all in that like five minute segment. Plus the Very people weird. fucking at the beginning. Oh right, okay. I guess I forgot about that. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, what 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 do you think? It's it's pretty good, but f- for whatever reason, I kept getting distracted. And that's like not you just weren't paying attention. Yeah, that's not to say that the movie was boring or anything, but for whatever reason, I just kept finding myself looking at my phone or doing other things. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. And I, I, I can't really explain why, because I don't, I don't feel like it's indicative of the movie, because I don't feel like the movie was boring me. Yeah. Um, I felt, I guess, it felt like uh, the, the story didn't have um, a lot of meat to it. I mean, there, there were plot points, and it, they, they kept adding stuff as the film went on, but it wasn't like really a lot of it wasn't really heavy stuff you know um so at certain points yeah it's just like okay it's like okay they're they're looking for this succubus or you know they're looking for this homeless guy or you know they're looking through these books they found it's just like okay yeah i've I've seen all this stuff before you know Um, yeah i think it's like the stuff that happens is cool but doesn't really like lead to the next thing Right. So it's almost like, you know, walking through a hallway full of doors. It's like you you go through one door and then you have to walk down the hallway to get to the next door. So it's like, oh, cool. That was a cool thing that happened. And now we wait for the next thing to happen. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just like a nonstop splatter fest. I mean, there was a fair and there's amount. No, like, of... There's no mystery to it to keep you kind of, you know, engaged yeah. as to what the, the next big clue is going to be or something. Yeah. I mean, like at the end, there's like this kind of revelation, but it's not like, you know, Revelations. Earth, yeah, it's not like a, it's not like earth shattering or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in the same mindset. Like, it wasn't bad, but I definitely was. I found myself not paying attention a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of it, it's it's a little disappointing because. I liked Satanic Panic quite a bit, um, and so I kind of thought that might have been uh, indicative of Fangoria and you know their movies. But this one, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of in this weird space where it's like it wasn't a bad movie, but I wasn't super into it. Yeah, that's kind of how I was too. Like everything, I like I liked everything that happened, but it just it felt like, like I said, it just felt like a series of things that happened. As opposed to like this ongoing story that just kept. I don't know. I feel like I'm not wording myself well. No, I I, I get it. I, I get what you mean because I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't really understand it. Um. Yeah, because like I said, it, I wasn't bored with it. So it wasn't like I was like, oh my god, I'm so bored. I'm gonna go do something on my phone. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, just waiting for the next thing to happen. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like... This is, the, this is the kind of movie where... You you had this... This cast of teenagers. I mean, I don't think any of them are actually teenagers, but... You know, they're playing teenagers. Um 
and I don't know. It's like you can only if you're if you're showing something that's including teenagers. Um, there's like a certain limit where you can go with it. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like this movie could have benefited from more adult characters. Uh, it may have been a little more interesting. Perhaps. Like I I, in, in theory, this is the kind of movie we should love. Like it's, yeah. it's super gory. There's lots of dick and ball jokes. And lots of lots of boobs. Lots, lots of boobs. I mean, it's mostly the same two boobs it's the over same and boobs, over, but <laughs> but they're nice boobs. They are nice boobs, and I like nice boobs. Yeah, we sound so mature. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's got like gross-out humor and stuff, so it it theoretically should be right up our alley. And I again, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but for whatever reason, it just didn't grip me. Yeah, was, missed, was missing something that I don't know what it was. Yeah, it it's like eating something that doesn't taste bad, but it's just like it doesn't have enough salt in it or something, you know? Yeah, it's just a little a little bland, and it's like that's not the right description for it because it wasn't really bland. It just it just didn't have it. Yeah. And like I don't know, maybe it's me. I don't know, but or you know maybe it's maybe it's both of us. Maybe we just something. Maybe we just weren't in the mood or something. I don't know, but just uh, yeah, didn't, didn't know. grab me the way I was hoping. Yeah, by the dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're maturing. Oh, no, God. that's not it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we aren't the target audience. Like I said, it seems like it should be a movie tailor made for us, but maybe it's you know the way the characters interacted and stuff was more geared towards teenagers or twenty somethings. Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, I don't want to keep talking in circles, but it's like I I can't really think of anything bad to say about it. Um, but some something about it just didn't work for me. Like, I think that a lot of people would enjoy this. People of our ilk, you know, a lot of our listeners, um, our friends would probably enjoy this. But for some reason, it just, I wasn't into it. Yeah. And I can't, everything, I can't totally explain I, it. I liked the gore. I liked the, the some of the comedy. I, I expected it to be funnier just because of kind of the way it was billed. Maybe that's kind of what it was. It's just it wasn't as funny as it was, as I was expecting. It was yeah. a little, it was a little heavier than I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I guess I could just contradict myself. It portrays itself as this like American Pie style gross out humor, and I just don't see that other than like select scenes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah, it's not bad by any means. Yeah, no, I, I I would not steer anybody away from it. No, I would say it's definitely worth watching. I think people would. In, I think people who listen to the show that share our opinions would enjoy it. Um, but 
for some reason we just we weren't super into it. Yep. Which makes this very hard to rate. Right. Like I mean it's it's clearly very well made. It's well shot, it's well acted. Um you know, everything hits its marks and stuff. But like I said, I just I don't know. <sighs> hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we haven't really said much about this, but I can't really think of anything else I have to say. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know, it's like, your numbers in. Like I said, it's got oh. good gore, so it, if that's your thing, that's definitely in there. Although it takes a while to get to that point, and it's not yeah. like it's not you know like this big massive gore fest or anything. It's select scenes of gore, but the gore that's there is good. Yeah, and there is no, you know I... sophomoric dick humor and and nudity. I mean, who doesn't love and nudity? nudity? Unless you. The only people who don't love nudity are the people who say they don't love nudity, but actually love it a lot <laughs> because they want to try and sound more mature. Sure. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, I'm going to give it a six. That's yeah. I feel I like five is, is, you know, the part of me wants to say, oh, you know, it's right down the middle. Go five. But I think it's, it is better than that. So I think, I think it's worth a six to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. It's it's like it's better than a five, but I feel like seven's too high because it didn't really grab me the way I would want a seven to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Laugh it up. I mean, yeah. If she's a seven, you're gonna want her to want you. You're gonna want her to grab you in a certain way. Um. So yeah, six six is good. All right. Uh, I uh, imagine so, this. I mean, if you don't want to pay for it, I imagine it'll be on Shutter sooner than later. I would since think it is so. A Shutter movie. Yeah. So if you have Shutter, five dollars a month, and just hang out, and you'll it'll be there eventually. Yeah. More Shutter shilling. <laughs> uh, moving on, we our next film is a brand new film, although it was supposed to come out last February. This February? No, it was supposed to come out last winter. Got pushed to February and then got moved again and then just got dumped on Hulu. But it's The Lodge. So, how would you feel about going to the mountains for Christmas with Grace? She really wants to get to know you guys. That's our mom's hat. Oh, I'm sorry. I... You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea, and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. Okay, guys, I'm off. Have fun. What is that? It's crazy. Everyone committed suicide except her. Repent, and you will find salvation. Guys! Things are very uncomfortable between us, and we're stuck in a house together. What is this? The power's out. Where are my things? It makes no sense. 
heard something. Repent. Repent your sins. Hello? Did you do that? We didn't do anything. We're leaving. What are you talking about? Look outside. We're stuck here. Okay, the lodge. Uh, this, like I said, just came out finally after being pushed a couple times. Um, it's on Hulu. This centers around two kids named Aiden and Mia. Aiden is played by Bill Denbro. Uh, Mia is played by some little girl. I don't know. <laughs> Some chick. Uh, some fucking kid. <laughs> um, their brother and sister, they're from a broken home. Their parents are separated. And their dad has this new woman in his life named Grace, who he's planning on marrying. The kids are Played by not Riley okay Keough. What? So Grace, played by Riley Keough, who's uh, Elvis's granddaughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that Grace like Graceland? That yeah, that's probably what it is. That's why that's why they did that? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the kids are not okay with Grace being in their lives, obviously. Um, turns out... Bless you. Bless you. Done? Turns out Grace was the sole survivor of this suicide cult, which was led by her dad. She was, what they say, 12 years old, I think, at the time. Yep. And so she's grown up with this burden. She's on medication for, like, antipsychotics or something. And uh, Aiden calls her a psychopath at one point. And... Uh, their dad what's Richard is that right yeah yeah um, you know he gets all mad at him he's like who told you she's a psychopath and he's just like fuck you because <laughs> he's a shitty little teenager <laughs> um, yeah and like that um, Richard actually wrote a book about cults mm-hmm. which included this cult that Grace was in and that's how, how him and Grace met Right. It's a little unprofessional, but, you know. A little bit. Um, I will say there's a scene about eight minutes into this that was fucking wild. Like, that was, like, the most jaw-dropping scene I've seen since Hereditary. Which, a lot of this movie reminds me of Hereditary. 
I saw it coming, but it's still. It's Did like, you? I didn't see it coming. Yeah, like just the the ambiance of the scene was just like, oh, I think I know what's coming here. <laughs> and yeah, but even still, it's just like it still hits you, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Don't want to give that away, obviously. But so the dad says, Richard, he says, we're all going to go to our family's lodge for Christmas and I'm, I'm bringing grace. And they're like, the, the kids are like, you better not. <laughs> like, no. And he was like, yeah. Um, so they get to the co- to the, the cabin, the cabin, cabin, <laughs> the lodge, whatever you want to call it. I it's mean, the lodge. It's, it's in the title. <laughs> it's, it's the lodge. It's the titular lodge. <laughs> Um, but I don't when I say when I think lodge I think of like a ski lodge with like a massive building with all kinds of uh, like rooms and stuff I don't I don't think of a little family cabin is it is a lodge like a big version of a cabin I don't because it was big it was like a full size house well yeah but I mean like a ski lodge is like huge and like it's like an inn like multiple people stay sure like a hotel that anyways that doesn't matter no that didn't, this isn't important it's not relevant at all no it's really not <laughs> um but before they go uh aiden and mia they watch this video of the the cult that grace was in and basically the video is taken by grace and she's just going around looking at all these dead bodies covered in this purple silk blanket and they all have oh was it Taken by Grace? I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, because at the very end, she like looks in a mirror, and it's her holding the camera. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so they're obviously, you know, very freaked out by this woman and having to spend a week or however long it is they're going up there. But, so, they go to the lodge. Uh, Grace is a little iffy on the whole thing, especially since there's like Catholic stuff everywhere and she's uh, not Catholic. She's in, she's from a cult. Well, yeah, a very Christian cult, but she's yeah, the, since the, abandoned that for the most part. Right. Ever since everyone died. Right. <laughs> yeah. Watching the video of the cult, I'm like, this isn't that different than a church sermon. <laughs> Ooh, um, hot button. Yeah, whatever. Fuck him. Uh, so Richard gets a call that he's got to go back to the city. So he's like, "All right, well, you guys are on your own for like two days." So let you me know, leave you th- with this girl that you barely know. Yeah, that should go well. That you clearly hate. <laughs> Uh, and it doesn't go well. The kids are just, you know, completely rude to her. They, uh, Aiden just ignores her completely. Whereas Mia keeps fucking with her. She like writes mom in the steam of the shower and shows her videos of, of their mom. Just, you know, just needling her. Just little asshole kid stuff. Yeah. For no real reason other than just, you know, she's not their mom. Yeah. And then Aiden's like peeping on her in the shower. Yeah, that's where you get the the full sidle nudity. <laughs> when she gets out of the shower and 
Aiden just like <sighs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't the steam from the shower that steamed up the mirror it was him. <laughs> Um, but so that's, that's kind of like a breaking moment for them. Cause she, you know, she calls Aiden out on it and she's like, I saw you peeping while you're creeping. And, he and he's like, like your mama, you did. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm a pervert. Sorry. <laughs> let me get you, let me get you a cup of hot cocoa to make everything. Okay. She's like, okay. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and you know, it, like I said, it's Christmas time. It's winter, so it's very cold in there. So Aiden goes and he gets the this gas heater, and he puts it down. And he uh, Grace says, "Is that thing safe to have in the house?" He's like, "Oh yeah, it's no big deal. We do it all the time." Oh yeah, oh yeah. So the next day, everybody wakes up and all their belongings are just gone. Um, initially, Grace thinks that you know it's the kids fucking with her some more. But so she goes and yells at the kids, but then realizes all their stuff is gone too. Yeah, and by everything you mean like their clothes, their coats, suitcases. Their food. Yeah, food. The, 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 the fridge is empty. The dog. The dog is gone. Yeah, it's it's like the rapture. And the power's out, and the pipes are frozen. Yeah, and the generator won't work. So their cell phones are all dead. Uh, and. Aiden starts telling her, you know, I, I had this dream last night that we all died of gas inhalation from the heater. And she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's that's nice. And so he starts telling her, I, th- I think that we died and we're in purgatory. Oh, by the way, her pills are gone. Right. So gradually she kind of starts being like, yeah we're probably dead and this is probably purgatory yeah because like well, I mean I don't know they really want to give away the whole movie right um, yeah I think that's that's about as far as I'm going to go with that um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, this this movie's very very slow very slow um but it's just like it would get slow, or you know something would happen that would like get me interested, and then it would slow way down. <clears throat> Damn it! <clears throat> and it would get to a point where it's just like I'm starting to lose interest, but then something else would happen, and so I'm interested again. Yeah. And then it would slow down again. It was just like up and down the entire movie. Um. But. Yeah, like it left me not really knowing where my mood was with this with this movie. Um, because like it was intriguing, the story. Um, but there was so much what felt just like dead air. Yeah, it's. I mean, this movie is just under two hours i think it's like a minute 50 or something minute 49 something like that with credits and everything so it is it's a you know longer movie and it it does feel like it doesn't really need to be yeah 
yeah, it definitely seemed like there were parts that could have been like cut down or cut out and completely. Yeah, um, which this will make sense. It's the filmmakers behind Goodnight Mommy. Mm. Yep, that does make sense. That movie was not good. No, this because, one is definitely better than that. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Goodnight Mommy was was the same thing. It was a very slow burn. Um, but as opposed to this, it had like almost no payoff. Like it was completely uninteresting the entire time. Yeah. Where this one kind of ebbed and flowed. Yeah, and like you know, saying that is how it kind of goes in waves. You could there was definitely parts where you could cut out some of those lower waves and just have a, a more uh, action-packed thrill ride. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, like. It, this kind of movie, it's like I don't, I don't need it to be just like a nonstop thing, you know, which is like constant right. suspense, because it doesn't fit the mood. Like you, you got, you got to set the mood in this kind of movie, um, where it's very um, isolated um, and very dreary. And you know, I, I can respect the the parts where it makes it feel very slow and drawn out because that's kind of what isolation's like. I mean, <laughs> we've been living that for two months. <laughs> just seems like the days are never going to end you know especially if you don't have power you can't even watch tv um you just kind of sit sit around looking at each other all day you know so it definitely that kind of stuff was definitely conveyed in this um but at the same time it's it's a movie and i don't need to feel like i'm living it i just yeah it doesn't need to be real time yeah i just need to watch it for an hour and a half you know yeah well it feels like like the beginning there's these like really moody scenes and stuff that kind of set the tone and it's like okay yeah this is putting me in this mindset in this place and then you know some stuff happens and then they kind of start doing that again it's like remember remember this place that you're in i'm like no no i'm mm-hmm. still there <laughs> like you don't need to refresh the tone yeah uh, you know what was weird is this is a hammer film and yeah you know, Hammer's been making a bit of a comeback in the last few years, um, but except with with the exception of Richard Armitage, who played the dad, everybody was American, which struck me as weird. That is weird. Um, and I don't know if it was actually filmed in Massachusetts, but that's where it was set. Right. I don't know. It's uh, filmed in Montreal. So. Oh, there you go. Actually. Okay, I wasn't sure if this kid, uh, Jaden Martell, I wasn't sure if he was actually American, but he is. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the climax is really cool. Um, like I said, it, the way that this movie is laid out, not necessarily the story, but the way that the movie is laid out reminds me a lot of Hereditary. There's even like a, a dollhouse, which is very reminiscent of the miniatures in Hereditary. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's not um, a bad thing, because I loved Hereditary, and Hereditary was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, this uh, <clears throat> this takes uh, a pretty scary look at mental health, too. Yeah. Um, not, not just from Grace's angle, being se- severely disturbed and 
you know, possibly schizophrenic or, you know, at the very least, very, have a very extreme case of PTSD. Um, but, uh, you know, from, from just like the, the Hall family um, and, uh, you know, Laura, who's played by Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. She, she's in the movie for like 15 minutes and <laughs> it seems like, I mean, not like she's like this A-lister anymore, but. Seemed like kind of a big name to play such a small role. Well, she hasn't done a lot of horror either. I mean, I know she's done a couple of things, but she's not someone I like associate with horror. Yeah, I mean, the only one I can think of right off the top of my head is The Crush. Right, that's what I was thinking which too. Which is more of a thriller. I that's guess. true. And Clueless. Clueless is my jam. <laughs> it's like, you know how you have, like, people always ask you what your guilty pleasure movies are? It's like, like Clueless would be my guilty pleasure if I was gui- if I felt guilty for it. But I fucking love Clueless, so yeah, I don't believe in guilty pleasures because if it's a pleasure, then just fucking yell that shit. Yeah, just do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel good. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, this like it's talking about mental health. Um, it's becoming more and more prominent in film and TV, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. It's a fine line though. Cause you have to make sure you're not, you know, making fun of it or you're not uh, stigmatizing it. You're not making the, you know, you're not using it as a crutch for a villain's activities or, or actions. Yeah. And that's the, that's the trick is like, you don't want to make somebody with mental health issues look like a villain. Right. Um, you know, unless they're like a serial killer, that's one thing, but somebody who's just very deeply disturbed, you know, and you know, you've got these little shitty kids taking away your, your pills that keep you, keep you balanced. Plus just being dicks to you constantly. Right. Um, so yeah, like, um, and like we said, you know, it's got it's got this religious bend to where, um, you know, uh, Grace was in this church-like cult that focused a lot on God and Jesus and stuff. Um, you know, the video that they show is her dad giving this sermon, and he says, you know, I'm I'm not the only one watching. God is watching, and he can't wait to meet you. Which I thought was a really funny line. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but just I thought it was. And yeah, then the, the was... kids, you know, when they think they're in purgatory, Aiden is, you know, having them pray and stuff and saying they need to repent for their sins or else they won't get into heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was kind of like not super out of the ordinary because uh, it was very clear that their mom, uh, Laura, was religious. Uh, you know, you get the distinct impression that when grace kind of was out of this cult and kind of grew up she moved away from religion she kind of lost her faith and now you know religious iconography it's triggering it's triggering yeah um and so when she goes to this lodge um she sees you know crucifix yeah and yeah yeah, I guess it was a crucifix. Um, and just, you know, a lot of Catholic 
stuff. There's that painting. I don't know who that painting was supposed to be, but I think it may have been of Mary. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of that was not like didn't make her fly off the handle, but it just kind of made her a little uncomfortable. A little twitchy. At one point, yeah. At one point, she's like looking at one of the crosses in the in the master bedroom, and you know, Richard catches her staring at it, and he says, "You know, oh, that was that was Laura's." He says, "I can take it down if you want." And she's like, "No, no, it's fine." Um, but you know, that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, that's setting the tone for kind of where her head's at, right? Um, but yeah, uh, this is, um, kind of an, ex- an extreme example of why you should not fuck with a, somebody that's on <laughs> medication for mental disturbance. Yeah. Don't fuck with crazy. <clears throat> yeah. But no, I mean, sorry, that's all. No, I shouldn't have said that. What's that? I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a little, <laughs> it's probably not the right terminology, but yeah, it'd be, it's like if somebody has some kind of mental disturbance or disorder, don't fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just for their welfare, but a lot of times for your own. Right. Um, but, no, I mean. Aside from this being a very dry and very slow movie, I actually ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I, you know, I thought it could have been better if it was a little more streamlined, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, and it, I didn't even realize that I liked it until it was over. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, for most of the movie, saying, "Oh God, the scene is taking forever." Or, you know, why is this scene even in here? Who gives a shit? Just doing that pretty much the entire runtime. But then at the end, I'm like, okay, well, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, like I said, it's on Hulu. So if you already have a Hulu, it's all it's going to cost you is two hours of your time. So right. there's really no reason not to watch it unless you just hate things. Yeah. No, I mean if you're if you're into like Ari Aster, um, um, I've seen people and, comparing it to The Shining, and it's like I get it, but it's it's very different. Like yeah, yeah it's I mean, isolation I, and stuff, but not, it's and, not it's not as actiony as The Shining, if that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, there's not you know the element of like a haunted presence or anything like that there's no there's nothing really supernatural yeah um although maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler i don't know you'll find out there's not like uh like there's no one trying to kill them yeah so yeah um but no yeah i mean it's all in all it's pretty good i I recommend it especially if you already have hulu yeah, uh, it was great. Really good cast. Um, I thought the kids actually look like they could be brother and sister. Yeah, they yeah. had very similar noses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, you know, 
Richard uh, Armitage, he was in like the Hobbit movies. Um, and that's kind of what I know him. I mean, I'm not like a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit fan, but that's what I know him as being in. He played uh, Thorin, I think his name was. <clears throat> um, but uh, and then, yeah, Lisa Silverstone and you know the, Riley Keough. She, she she sounds like she's been acting for a while, but this is the first thing I'd ever seen her in. But you know, when you think of celebrity offspring, you don't really expect them to have any talent. <laughs> um, but or if they do, you think it would be in like the same field, right? Yeah, and you know, you look at her Wikipedia page, and it says that she's a, a model and an actress. Um, so, I mean, but I mean, her parents, you know, her great, her, she's Elvis's granddaughter. Her, her mom is, uh, Lisa Marie, uh, Presley, who's more or less a mu- musician. And then her dad, Danny Kyo, who's, he's also a musician, musician. I'm not familiar with his work, but, um, he was actually her, the, her dad, the cult leader in this. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. Jaden Martell, who, like I said, played Bill Denbro in both the new It movies. He's also in Knives right. Out. Oh, is he? Yeah. He plays this uh, right-wing internet troll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but very much like if you're looking for something that's like very fast moving and action packed and stuff that this is not it. This is very slow moving, very uh, tonal, very uh, atmospheric movie. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, this definitely comes with a warning. If you're not into those kinds of movies, um, then this, you're not going to like this. Yeah. If you, if you can't sit through something like hereditary um, or, you know, I'd say even um, uh, Midsummer. Or, or something like The Witch, which I, I don't like The Witch, but I do like the other two movies. Um, something that's tonally similar to that. You, if you can't sit through those, you're not going to like this at all. Yeah. Um, but, no. Um, Give it an eight. I'm torn between seven and eight. I'm like, is it worth going as high as an eight? I w- yeah, I was I was torn too. Um, I was, but it's like, I think it's good. I don't know that necessarily any anybody else will think it's good, but I enjoyed it. I f- I feel it warranted an eight since it was a very well put together film. So. If nobody else likes it, then that's kind of on them. But Well, yeah, as with anything. All right, fine. I'll give it an eight. There, happy? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the end. Unless that's you it. want to just keep talking for a while. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with you. And like... I don't know why with this mic I feel like the 
feel like I com- I'm compelled to talk louder, which is probably completely unnecessary. But <laughs> so now my throat is just like really tired. <laughs> I feel like my voice is starting to go out. <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah. So that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. A brand new episode. I know we don't have any uh, movies picked. <laughs> nope. Um. I put out I, a suggestion, I but I didn't. You didn't respond. Oh, I, I, do you want to do that? I'm sure. I know you I hate one of those poking. movies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we. If you want to do that, we can do that. I was kind of poking around for other options, and I didn't really see much. So. All right. Well, then we're going to do an episode dedicated to horror on a plane. We're going to do Flight of the Living Dead, as well as Exorcism at 60,000 feet. Man, just, they sound so compelling. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's going to be in a couple weeks, guys, um, assuming this episode comes out on time, because with us, who knows? <laughs> Quarantine does weird things to people. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, you can find us online, Taylor, tell her more at graveplotpodcast.com rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Send us an email. Let us know you did. Tony will send you a free magnet. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as grave plot podcast or on Twitter as grave underscore plot. And of course, if you would like to contribute to the show monetarily, head over to patreon.com slash grave plot podcast. Yeah. And as we mentioned last episode, May is uh, Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month. Um, All donations to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation are very much appreciated. Um, If you do make a donation, let us know. Show some kind of evidence and we'll send you something. Some kind of goodie. Yeah. Whatever we got. Cool. I'll send you this. this, I'll send you this stuff, monkey. <laughs> yeah, Not Taylor's really. Don't, gonna send don't you hold me to that. <laughs> Taylor will send you a picture of his monkey. <laughs> send you a picture Whether of you wanted fun, bridge. <laughs> fun bridge. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>